the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force, the forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 194, recorded October 19th, 2023. My name is Joe Becker, one half of the podcast team here at KyberCast. The other person on this wonderful podcast is my goth-adjacent friend. <laughs> well, that would be me, Michael Diaz. <laughs> I am goth-adjacent. He is goth-adjacent today. It's it's a new term I learned, folks, out there in podcast land. I, I don't know if I it's did. real. I, I used it the other day talking to Shaley, because there are some goth bands I like. You know, I'm, I'm of that generation, but... Uh, yeah, I'm just not a full-blown goth. That's just, no. that's just how it is. It's, he's adjacent, like lawful neutral, whatever. Right. Goth adjacent. G.A. Michael G.A. Diaz. There you go. Uh, there we go. Um, he will sign all the stuff that way now. The G is for goth. <laughs> What's up? Oh, not much. Was how are you? You had a little uh, what? A little camping trip this past weekend? Yeah, it was good. I had a good trip. Just took the trailer out. We drove it down from Michigan, so we, you know, figured we should use it, and uh, you know, totally forgot about editing the podcast last week. So it's up there now, folks. It's only a week late. Well, I put it up the same day we recorded this one. So apologies. We, it's like I was so happy that we kept recording a couple weeks in a row that I didn't even get it edited. What did we got half the job done? Yeah, that's typical anyways. <laughs> but camping was good? You were camping uh, near where you live? Yeah, it was like an hour away. It was, you know, off of a lake. Just just to get away, just to sit around a fire, do nothing, no tech, have, add my Kindle. They have great. lakes in the south? There's a ton of them here. I'm just teasing. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're kind of spoiled with them here in Michigan, though, as you know. I do know. Nothing like Nothing like up north. I spent the weekend in your hometown. In Detroit? Yeah. Yeah. Who'd you see? Uh, friends. Oh, I thought you went to a show or something. No, the Eagles were playing and everyone wanted oh, to Oh, you should have went. I know what you're... Fuck the Eagles. <laughs> Can't stand the Eagles. Everybody if you, knows. If our listeners like them, that's fine. If you like them, I don't care. If someone likes them, that's fine. Enjoy what you enjoy. Not everyone likes what I like. They identify uh, as country adjacent, I think. Uh, or more like shit adjacent. But anyway, <laughs> so, this is not a Eagles bashing podcast. No, uh, um, I had uh, a, a, I don't know how you put it, but a major birthday this past weekend. I wasn't going to bring it up. I figured I'd let you do that because, you know, it's, you know, it's up to you to decide. Everyone takes it differently, I think. So. I turned 50. I don't know how I feel about that still. I'm, no one ever asked my opinion, but here I am, 50. There you are. Uh, we had originally, the past year we were talking about doing a big thing, like renting a massive like house in Nashville and inviting all of our friends to come over and let's just do it up in Nashville. But uh, 
didn't work out. And then at kind of a last minute plan B, um, some of our close friends live like either in the Detroit area or close enough where they can drive there in a couple, three hours. Right. You see how Michael's trying to get out of saying why he didn't invite me? Well, <laughs> I, I, I literally just saw you last week. A week and a half ago. <laughs> we had dinner. I know. Uh, I, I knew you were going to come back again just for me. <laughs> you never know. It was nasty. Well, fair enough. But uh, I've got a couple different sets of friends I grew up with that uh, live in the Detroit area. I've got another uh, lifelong friend who lives in Columbus, which is about three hours from Detroit. So we, uh, and also because I'm old, I love me a farmer's market. And that actually has nothing to do with my age. I've loved farmer's markets for a long time. And we have never been to the Eastern Farm Market. Seriously? Yeah. It's a very good one. It is very good. It's the largest in Michigan. Second largest is the Muskegon Farmer's Market, which I've been to probably a dozen times now. I love that place. But anyway, we had always talked about we should go to Detroit sometime. We should go check it out. And like we're like, you know, next time we go see a concert or something, then, you know, things were always busy. We just never got around to it. But uh, we're like, you know what? Screw it. It's fall. Let's go. We'll meet our friends in, uh, you know, for dinner on Saturday night. So we drove down on Friday, uh, had a lovely time, Shay and I. And then Saturday morning we got up, went to Eastern Market, had a great time there, just kind of explored Detroit for a few hours. And then went out to dinner with friends. And then uh, it was, you know, overall pretty chill for a 50th, but I'm 50. I'm not 21. So it was perfect. (laughs) Good for you. Bought some vinyl. I, I, that's the thing, right? You're all in now. No, I'm, I'm going to try not to be. Like, well, I mean, there's two ways of being in. I'm not going to ever be a collector. Like, oh, no. here, here's the original 1956 Elvis, uh, pure gold. Like, no, I just buy the ones that I want to listen to. And I don't care if it, I, I actually prefer brand new if I can find it. Like if it's a 180, 180 grand brand new that I know it's been remastered. I'd rather have that. I don't need the original. I just want to listen to good stuff. That oh, yeah. Was. This is basically my approach, okay? Like, I own every single White Stripes album on CD. Yeah, I've got a few on vinyl now. You get, Now you're going to be stuck at third, man. You're screwed. Well, so, but one of the first things Shaley and I did when we first started dating, we had a night in and we, both, we watched uh, Great White Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. That, you know, um, concert film they did. They toured Canada, northern Canada. And have you seen this movie? I have not. Just as basically Jack White got an idea. is like, let's go visit a bunch of small Canadian towns. And the, the fans, they were blown away. So we did a bunch of like these old like, you know, mining theaters and stuff. You know, these small towns in the middle of nowhere, Canada. And they toured all of Canada. And they recorded it. And... um. They recorded, you know, different, you know, concerts along the way. So there's a two, you know, two record live album you can buy. And it's the only thing I didn't own of the White Stripes, as, like as far as albums go. So I was like, you know what? If there's a band that I want to hear on vinyl, it's the White Stripes. Yeah, for sure. I almost bought their greatest hits, but I was like, I already own it. But I don't own this and I really want to hear them live. So that's what I bought. I bought the uh, Great White Northern Lights. Interesting. Well, you should now. This is not a uh, music podcast, obviously, but you should talk to our talk to our friend Rudy, who just was at 
a talk with Jack White on Wednesday. I got to meet oh, him. I got his book signed. He was he was one of the winners of Rudy was one of the winners that could go to this uh, lyrics White Stripes lyrics book that they just put out. Yeah, I and, saw it there. Yeah, I it, looked at it. And uh, it was a special thing that he got a lottery because he's part of the third man. He's a third man, whatever. Oh, and, you can uh, subscribe. Yeah, it's like you know. It's actually not cheap. It's like no, it's a like hundred bucks a quarter or something like Jack that. Jack White you is get all his, kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, Jack White is his favorite. Like that's his, that's like me meeting you know Rush or something. And yeah. uh, uh, so yeah, he got to meet him and talk to him, ask him a few, few questions, and um, on yeah, Wednesday man. night, that's pretty so, fucking badass. It is pretty badass. But uh, he'll get you into vinyl. He he's got a great vinyl collection. So well, here's the thing. Like you said, I collect enough shit as it is. If I could. If we had this on video, well, I know you can see me, but if we could show, you know, our listeners this little nook where I'm sitting, I've probably got 50 to 100 unopened graphic novels just to my right. Because <laughs> when they go on sale, I'm like, oh, I want to read that. And I buy it. And I can't read them fast enough. I just don't. I've got way too much shit and Shaley's going to kill me. But that's because I'm into comics. I don't buy single issues anymore and I save tons of money that way. Well, if I bought these single issues, I would be spending thousands and thousands of dollars instead of the hundreds of dollars I am spending every year. I I have enough vices, okay? I, I love music. I have got comics everywhere, trades now. I don't want to be a record collector because then I'll be into, oh, well, this is, you know, near mint condition. Yeah, blah, no, blah, it's blah. Not, that's not I can't it. do that. I'm not going to do that. But... I do like perusing and finding those little gems that I like. Like for like three, three, four bucks, I bought a Pat Benatar live album. And I actually like Pat Benatar quite a bit. She's good. And it looked great. And it was four bucks, I think. So why not? And then I also found an old single for In Excess that is, has a remix of a song of theirs that I'd never heard. And it was like three bucks. So I was like, why not? Well, this week in vinyl, I just got. Uh... <laughs> right? <laughs> podcast. This week in vinyl. This will be the end. I do have, I just, I'm pretty happy. I've got both new box sets of uh, Van Halen 1 and Van Halen 2, the, the the Roth years and the Hagar years. The Hagar years just came out last week, full remastered box set with other things, and I'm super stoked. That's pretty cool. And then That's I just cool. ordered uh, uh, Willie Nelson's Greatest Hits that's coming out in November, like a brand new vinyl remaster and stuff. So, like, I don't have any. I have one live album, and I don't have that. I like it. Well, no, I think I need that. Damn it, Joe. <laughs> so you go on Amazon for that. All right. Uh, let's, so, let's get into uh, some real news. Let's enough get out of the this. dad rock, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, you've got some news here because Michael's our news guy. I have one thing that I put in here that we'll, uh, I don't know if we'll argue, but we'll sure as hell talk about. Well, one thing that I'm hopeful for, fingers crossed. So we know that obviously 20th century or sorry, 20th Fox, or Fox, whatever they're called now. They were purchased by Disney, yada, yada, yada. Uh, one of the first things they did was Prey that came out a year ago and went straight to Hulu, and it did so well, they're kind of like at Fox, like, oh, man, maybe we should release that on film. They just released it on 4K Blu-ray, by the way, in the last couple weeks. But at the same time, Best Buy is going to pull all their digital their Blu-rays off the shelf. They're done. They're not selling yep. physical. No media. more physical, I know. Gone. That's a whole other topic. I won't get into that. But they're realizing, shit, maybe we should have 
done a real release. Well, they own the Alien franchise too. We know an Alien show is coming, but there's also an Alien movie called Alien Romulus that's coming out. Apparently it's all been filmed. We're not going to see it for a year yet. Is that a Star Trek crossover? No. Oh, okay. Nice nice though. I like I like I like where you're going. <laughs> Apparently this is I don't know if it's it, they claiming a standalone has nothing to do with the other, the other alien films. It's a different world. It's All I know is that Ridley Scott apparently has seen it and said he fucking loved it. Well, so, well, we'll see. Gives me hope. He also might get, you know, a little bit of a, I'm sure he gets some money out of this. Well, he's a producer on it. So why well, wouldn't he say? What was he going to say? Well, it's, it's meh. Exactly. <laughs> like he's so, not going to say that. Right. He's He's got skin in the game, right? So, right, so I can't, but I'm not going to believe him. I want to believe him because. I am, well, go ahead. Well, you know me. I'm a huge fan of the whole Alien franchise. Yeah, but they need to move it in a direction. They need to do something. That's not, fine. Not just, you know, horror. I understand that. I don't disagree. I mean,. They've done like 10 Saw movies, right? And some are shit, but some... I won't see any of them. I don't care. Like, I know that's not what I want. I know, but what I'm saying is like, you can revitalize a franchise. People have done it. Look at Prey, okay? We've had Predator, Predator 2, and then you had Predators, Alien versus Predator, Alien versus Predator Requiem. Did I say Predators? They they keep trying to reboot it and bring it back. Oh, The Predator. They brought Shane, uh, Shane Black came and did that. It was not that good. I mean, I keep getting my hopes up, and then they shatter them. So I'm trying not to get my hopes up. But then they did Prey, and they filmed it almost entirely in secret. It leaked, you know, only a couple of months before it was coming out. And, yes, the director got pissed about that. But Prey is fantastic. It is probably the second best Predator film. So it's very good. It's fantastic. And, yes, it's the same thing, but they brought a new spin to it, right? I don't know what new spin they're going to bring to Romulus. I hope they bring something because let's face it, I wanted to love Prometheus. I didn't. I was hoping to love Alien Covenant, and I didn't. I have not been happy with an alien movie since Aliens, which came out in 1986, 1987. Right. Well, the thing is, you know, ironically, uh, or coincidentally, I should say, um, I just saw the preview for Napoleon. That looks good. With uh, that's what's that's uh, going to be directed by. Um, it is directed by Scott. Yeah, Ridley Scott. So, uh, and it feels like a Ridley Scott when you watch it. Um, it's it's going to be interesting because it looks like they're not trying to do like a French accent when they talk English. It's just like just talk. Like there's no reason. Obviously, they would all be speaking French. Exactly. But they're just speaking English, and it doesn't have to be like with a French accent because they wouldn't, you know what I mean? Just, it's just like, if I find it pretty smart that you're just talking. Like it makes like, sense. So basically everyone's doing what Sean Connery did in red October. <laughs> well, without the accent. Well, that's the thing. He didn't change the thing here. You have, he's still got his Scottish brogue. Everyone else is doing these fake Russian accents. Yeah. But he's like, fuck you. I'm just going to speak. Like yeah. Well, that was, a, that was, a, I don't think it's quite that. It's just people I, speaking it's a joke. It's sans a joke. accent. Um, I think that's no. the way to go. And I mean, it's not like they had um speaking Latin in Gladiator, right? Right. I mean, it's just, it is. But there was some accent, it was English accents though, which is odd. 
It is true. <laughs> it's like um, 500. You're speaking English accent. You're fucking Greeks. 300. Yes. 300, yeah. They're, you're all Greeks. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's all Greek to me. It's, it's just crazy. But, but that Were you offended up. because those are your people? No, I was like, <laughs> show me a six foot two Greek guy. <laughs> it just doesn't happen like that. Oh, I'm just messing with you, Joe. I wasn't offended at all. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, like you said, but I've been burned too many times. We'll see what happens. All right. What's next? Well, Across the Spider-Verse debuts this Halloween as in, well, 12 days from the time we're recording this, but, you know. Probably the week after we actually posted it. <laughs> hey. I'm just teasing, Joe. I'm just teasing. But yes, Across the Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse finally debuts on Halloween on Netflix. For those of you that don't recall, Netflix signed a deal with Sony where um, because Sony doesn't have their own streaming network. And they're not just going to hand it off to you know, Disney and Marvel. So uh, Netflix played a bunch, paid a bunch of money. So stuff from Sony is going to show up on Netflix. And here we go. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't? No, that's the problem. Oh, dude. I mean, I could have watched it other ways by now. There's other ways I could get a hold of that. Um, but Well, you hear it here first, people. We're going to have to do a review. After you see it, we're going to do a review. Yes. Yeah, I will I will watch it when Michael finishes. <laughs> oh, stop it. Your, your curiosity is going to take over. You're going to want to see it well before I watch Daredevil Season 3. I don't know. You're gonna watch it. We shall see. We, I can listen. I can fight that battle. It's not like it's. I've I've had access to it for the last two months. I haven't even put it on. What you have it on? When did you buy it? I have access to it for the last couple months. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, Never mind. Anyway, what else is new? Well, this one's yours. Oh, I, you put it in between the next one. So, uh, I read today. That director Matthew Vaughn, this is the guy that did. Uh, let me think. What did he do? Um, Kingsman. Yeah, Kingsman guy. That guy wants yeah. to X Men First Class. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. Uh, he rebooted the franchise, and they asked him. He wants to reboot the original Star Wars movie. What say you, Michael? Don't let him. What a dick. Not you. <laughs> wow. I was like, wow, okay. He's like, oh, I want to ignite interest in new generations of contemporary sense with contemporary cinematic sensibility. Hey, fucktard. That movie has contemporary cinematic sensibility. You're all just been copying it for the last 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a bad idea. We've touched on this before. Yeah. There are certain properties like James Bond where, you know, James Bond exists in the current time, whenever that time is. He just exists. And they do movies about him. You know, they might do three, four, or five with the same guy, and then they do another one. But it's it's always James Bond. It's, you know, he, he changes a bit with the times, but he's always current. You, you really can't do that with... I mean, you can do that with Star Wars. Look at Andor, right? Andor is very current, if you will. Or even The Mandalorian. Yeah. They're great examples. But, I don't know, you don't go back and fuck with the original trilogy. Don't there's, do it. There's it's no reason idea. to. It's fit in there nicely. They've got it digital. Like, it just fits. Ni- there's no reason to. I look at it this way, okay? 
there's the Odyssey, right? The you know this classic epic the book? poem, right? Yeah, well, the epic poem, the story, yeah. right? The Odyssey. People aren't rewriting that. Yes, people adapt it in different ways. Right. Every every couple of years, probably at least once a year. But the Star Wars is built like those classic epic stories. You know, back in a former life when I was an English teacher, one of the things you learn about epic poetry is that, it's, you know, there's a hero's quest, blah, blah, blah. You begin in medius race in the middle of things. And that's how Star Wars starts, right? You start in the middle of the Star Destroyer taking on the blockade runner, the Tantive Four. You're like, what the fuck's going on? Stuff has already started. And Star Wars should stay like that, should stay like, I mean, you can do ancillary stuff. I'm okay with that. But you don't fuck with the original because that's the basis for all of this. You can grow from that and tell other stories from that. Don't reboot the original. It's sacred, in my opinion. What do you think, Joe? Uh, you know what I think. I mean, it's foolish for him. Why? There's no reason to. There's nothing wrong with those films. They're not dated because it's space fantasy. There's no... You may get some 70s haircuts, I guess. Maybe some slightly 80s haircuts and some of those things. But there's no reason. It's it's like when any of those movies that, that are in a time zone, that like like Raiders or whatever, Like you don't need to redo it. No. It is what... It's, it's fine. Do something new. You know what? I will say this. I, I know we're taking a little tangent here. I, Depending on who the actor was, I would be okay with some other stories about Indiana Jones, but that's just me. I'm just saying they could do an Indiana Jones that's kind of like takes a page from James The Bond. Bond. I think it's too late. If they had set the precedent earlier, maybe. Well, I think they tried that with the uh, young Indiana Jones Chronicles. It did okay on TV. You know, I still need to watch those. Maybe right after Daredevil the season three. There you go. But anyhow, that was a tangent. But yeah, you don't you don't fuck with the original. Yeah, just do something else. Like your, I liked your, I liked your X Men uh, first class, and it wasn't necessarily a reboot. It was like more like a prequel. Yeah, and I was good with that. I thought his first right. class was. Fan- I really liked also. Um, his, his first movie was it the. Um, Oh shit! Um, I don't know. Said what it was called. That movie. Well, when, uh, you, when you oh, turn Kingsman. fifty, Michael, it gets a little bit <laughs> hazy. The Kingsman. I I yeah, enjoyed Kingsman, right? right? It's right, super right. violent, but well, it's stylized violence. I liked it. Uh, I don't know that I've seen the second one, and I know I haven't seen the prequel, The King's Man. But he, you know, he also did Layer Cake. Did you ever see that? Uh, I've read about it, but I didn't see it. I, I think I bought it on sale on DVD years ago. It was used like three bucks. And I threw it in. It's fantastic. When I saw that film, Daniel Craig's so good in it. I was like, oh, he could totally be Bond. And then he became Bond. There you go. Anyway. All right. Well, that's where we're at there. What's next? Well, shocker, everyone. As you're probably well aware, or maybe not, the actor strike is still ongoing in Hollywood. So that means... People can film movies now, unless there are some TV shows in Canada and stuff. They have different guilds, so they can film there. But a major tentpole release, like say Deadpool three, that's been shut down. So I'm sure no one is surprised to hear that Deadpool is not going to make its May release date, 
And there's going to be have one released next year. <laughs> it, what's that? There's going to be nothing released next year. They'll release something. Well, Dune. We know Dune's coming out in March. <laughs> okay, one movie. That's because it's already in the can. I know. I'm really kind of bummed I can't watch it next month. I was really looking forward to Dune. Yeah, this is it. I mean, they, if they don't solve it, we don't, you know, content will be barren. So. Well, there's always reality TV, Joe. Yeah. It's always my Kindle. I'm looking forward to The Bachelor, the film. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Bachelor, the movie. Good Lord. Nobody wants that. Well, again, we have Marvels coming out soon, so there's that. Oh, that, is that a dig? <laughs> we'll see. I I don't know if I'll be there opening weekend, but I'll see it. Yeah, I can't. I can't commit to that opening weekend. I can't. Well, I, I am looking forward to Deadpool three. Who isn't? I mean, Hugh Jackman's back. Which FYI, if anyone caught the season premiere of Rick and Morty, uh, I I don't watch that. I, I mean, because it's just a loud show. I but. understand, but Hugh Jackman's in it. Like literally, Hugh Jackman's in it. Wow! All right. So, speaking of Marvels, it's tracking to make seventy-five to eighty million its opening weekend. Exactly fifty percent what the first one made. You know, if the first one hadn't done so well, that's a good number, right? Seventy-five to eighty is a like. I don't know, dude. I mean. I get it. It's not Taylor Swift eras. You're not going to make 140 their first weekend. Right. Are they talking, wait, 75, 80 worldwide or U.S.? Uh, it doesn't say. I think I think worldwide. You know, it, it, the thing that's hurting it too, like, and it's going to hurt, it, and especially for the actors that are that might get a take at the box office, sometimes their contracts are going to take, they can't talk about the movie. No. So they can't hype it. Oh, it was so fun where you can't get the interviews, can't get on the podcast, um, talk about, you know, um, whatever happened in the movie. Like, they just can't do any press for it. So it's it's tanking it. Well, I get that, you know, the studios are working as a group. So it's not like Marvel can say, or DC, or no, I'm sorry, no. Marvel or Disney can just say, hey, we agree to everything. Can you please come promote this movie now? I get they can't do that. But part of me is like, did they know it was a stinker already and that's why they're not moving it? Part of me maybe, thinks that. Maybe. I hope it's not. And this is, like I said, I love the first one. I think you did. You said you did as well. I did too. I like it a lot. I mean, a billion dollars. It was impressive. Now, like I said, there was a lot of hype because people were like, oh my God, is she going to lead the Avengers? We talked about this last week. Um. This one obviously does not have the same hype. I don't think it's going to beat two hundred and fifty million total. Oh man, that that would be a. Uh, That's my I mean, over under two fifty. You know, it's hard. You know, people keep saying, "Oh man, Marvel's done and they're they're not doing as well." And I liked Ant Man three, like Quantumania. I liked it. I mean, it's not great, but I enjoyed it. I mean, agreed, it's not Guardians of the Galaxy three. That movie was fucking awesome. It's just time. Everything runs its course. So they got to figure out a way to inject it. People get tired of that stuff. That's all fair. That's the, all fair. the normies, like we're going to see them, but they're, you know, they had everybody. 
Yeah, but how do they get everyone hyped again? How do they get the normies back in to go, yeah, I need to see that? Iron Man, Captain America. They're not coming back. Right. You lost half your cast, so. No more America's ass. Right now, the, the one of the best people, and we'll talk people, one of the best people keeping things alive is like Chris Hemsworth and, you know, um, Loki. Those are, the, those are, yeah. those are the care, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, but why don't we go into our geeks this week, Michael? Let's do that. You go you? first, Joe. All right. Well, you know, got my Kindle back, so did some heavy LOTR reading over the weekend camping. Well, Nothing yeah, like camping. Yeah, it was great. So I got to, I, I think I read more than a third of it. So got got through a lot. Wait, through a third of the entire, like the 12 million pages? Well, almost halfway through the whole thing, yeah. Holy shit, that's impressive, Joe. Good job. Not really, but um, it, it, you, when you sit and read it, you, you know, lo and behold, when it's when you're not reading it like 10 minutes before you go to bed, you can read a lot more. <laughs> yeah, funny how that works when you only read 10 minutes at a time. Yeah. Listen, by episode one or 250, I think you'll be done. Maybe faster. I'm teasing. And then, uh, I don't know if it's a geek thing, but it's a Halloween thing. We watched, we binge watched basically the fall of the House of Usher on Netflix, and it's fucking good. Okay, tell me about this, because I haven't looked into it a bunch, only because the trailer came out, and I was like, oh, fall of House of Usher. That's Edgar Allan Poe. This is probably creepy. And I started watching the trailer and Shaley's immediately like, no, I can't watch that. <laughs> she so, won't be able to. It, she won't be able to watch this one. It, it's really good. Like, I don't know much Poe like Michelle does. So like, it's a story. It's not, it's based off a lot of Poe works and there's a lot of Easter eggs and like various poems and novellas, whatever they hear, short stories that he's wrote that are weaved in through this eight episode series. Um, Oh, so they're not all standalone. It's like a, a series. No, no, no. It's a it's a it's a eight hour movie. Okay, and it focuses on different characters and stuff, what whatnot. But uh, really, really good, really good, worth the watch, especially in Halloween. See, because I'm goth adjacent, right? Poe is of interest to me. Well, you can't watch it though. Well, I can. I just have to watch <laughs> it by myself. But I'm busy with my other geek this thing geek this week already, so I, I don't have time for this. Yeah, but you got to watch it before Halloween. It's a very perfect time to watch. I still haven't seen Werewolf by Night. Ooh, that's really good too. But that's not as long. That's just an hour movie. Right. So I got time before this Halloween. I've got 12 yeah. days. There you go. That's my geeks. What about you? Well, you just, started, uh, you just said it for a second. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I can't watch Hall of Usher because I'm in the middle of reading Starter Villain by John Scalzi. Started it last week and then I was gone, you know, all weekend. Uh, picked it back up two days ago, and I'm tearing through it more than halfway through it. I'll probably finish it this weekend. I say that now, and then next week I'll tell you I'm almost done. But anyway, good book. Uh, it's interesting. It's it's scalzy. It's a light read. It, this one is only – this fits into my I only want to read books right now that are around 250 pages or less. It's because I'm still scarred from watching uh, – we're not watching – from reading that last book I read. What was it? The uh, – to sleep under a sea of stars. God damn, that book was too damn long. But I, I won't go too much into the book, but it's it's an enjoyable light read. I mean, it's funny. It's scalzy. If you like smart asses and swearing, you'll like it. <laughs> I'm just saying, at, at this point, scalzy has been a writer, at least like 
writing novels going on 20 years at this point. Right. So if you read anything by him by now, you know, his style, it's, it's sarcastic. People have quick wit and, you know, everyone is quick witted and has a razor sharp tongue. And I get that's not the real world, but that's his characters and that's what he does. And I enjoy that. So some people get turned off by Scalzi because of that, because there is a lot of commonality, no, no matter he's doing whatever type of sci-fi he's doing. There's a through line that's usually pretty much the same. You know, it's just like Dean Koontz, right? Right. I read, I read Dean Koontz for years, and it was always some guy that had some kind of special training, was possibly special forces in some way, and he usually met a woman who was really super beautiful, but she didn't know she was beautiful or something that was holding her back from expressing her beauty. And they somehow fell in love. And at the end they conquer whatever monster or demon or space alien or whatever it was. I mean, I don't know if Kuhn still writes that way, but at least a good five, 10 books that I read in the nineties were all like that. So some authors just, they have their standard, their style and that's why people go back to him, but that's also why some people are turned off by him. So I like Scalzi. So for me, it's like a warm blanket. There you go. There you go. Well, if somebody wants to give us a warm blanket, you can go to patreon.com slash kybercast. Give us a tip. Maybe warm up the old money pot there for us if, if you'd like to. Not a strong segue there, but I don't know. Uh, but I'm not a professional, so there you go. That's uh, right. You are not. Not. Uh, if you want to contribute, check it out. That's uh, patreon.com slash kybercast. Michael, let's go into Loki season two, episode two. Um, What the fuck is going on? Like, this show is starting to make me, like, <laughs> I want to like it, but I, I'm just tired of, like, you know, the characters are fine and everything, but I don't fucking know. Like one minute it's a disaster that all these time things are happening branches and now they're all being taken away and that's bad now. And it's like, I just, this, this, uh, the show's pissing me off. Like it's not doing anything. It's not doing any, nothing happened. I, I will say this. So last week I said, yes, this is it. This is the Loki I want. This is the savior of the Marvel MCU, right? It's thank God they found its footing again. And then this episode is, in my opinion, a giant banana peel. Nothing happened. It. The problem with this episode is the same problem I found in many of the last couple few Marvel series in that they speed things up. Like, we need to get through this part of the story, so we're going to take a bunch of shortcuts. Like, okay, we saw in episode one that the general, what's her name, was getting ready to start taking things in her own hands. And we, a civil war was probably starting. And then in episode two, it's we're just suddenly, what, halfway through the episode, we're in the middle of this little civil war, and there's some fight scenes. And if this was a movie... You know the fight scenes would have been badass, but this more was just like, oh, we got a fight now. Uh, 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 it's over. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was not and then, good. And then by the time we got like, and then they're chasing uh, what's his name, the actor guy. Well, he's not an actor, but he became the actor in the um, whatever life, whatever he's life is in this thing. 
Um, and I'm like, you know, this whole show, like where's fucking Loki's magic. And then he finally uses it. I'm like, he still has it. He's still a God. Why is he not like more powerful? Like he's just running around, running around and like, Oh no, he has the shadows that held up. Like, Oh, and Michelle goes, there it is. There's the magic. I'm like, okay, at least it's got that. It's like, you're not even Loki for the fucking right. show. Well, that's the thing too. It, for me, it started strong because it's like, all right, this is Loki being Loki again. And we we met X5 last episode and he was a hard ass. And now obviously, yeah. you know, we don't know how long he's been here on Earth long enough to start an acting career, right? Well, I don't even know what Earth it is. It it told us. I think I want to say it. I want to say it's the sacred timeline. 616 or whatever? I think so. Because they made a big point of at the end of episode one that Sylvie was not in the sacred timeline. She was somewhere else in a different timeline. But she so, is now in the McDonald's? That's a sacred timeline or no? No, that is not the sacred timeline. Uh, okay. See, that's what I mean. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on in the show. Well, and I thought, you know, like I said, she gets to McDonald's at the end of episode one. You know, I want to try everything. So obviously she wants to live life and experience things. And this episode, she's like, no, I'm living my life here. I'm going to live the life I didn't have because it was taken away from me. I'm going to experience things. But okay, yeah, I guess I'll go with you guys. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just, and I know we criticize Marvel for like, you know, um, for Secret Wars or Secret Invasion. Sorry, I keep calling it Secret Wars. Secret Invasion, you know, things were kind of too stretched out. Right, right. The right. story was low, slow, and plotting, and all right, whatever. And so, I expected this to take a little bit longer in Loki to kind of build, you know, naturally. But then, you know, she's she's back in it immediately. I think it goes back to Kevin Feige's comment, like of why he wasn't liking Daredevil. Like they don't have showrunners; they just have a bunch of writers write stuff, and they don't get TV. I have to agree with it. And like I said, with the first episode, I thought, okay, this is the exception that proves the rule. This first episode's great. But then, yeah, I immediately kicked themselves in the teeth the second episode. That's, it wasn't a terrible episode. I mean, it's the same kind of thing a bit in, in the Star Wars thing, too. Like, they do that a little bit. You know, we just saw Ahsoka. There's the same kind of problems. If you If you watch The Fall of House of Usher, you are like, I need to watch the next one right fucking now. And to their credit, Netflix does that very they, well. They have found people to figure that that genre out. And either Lucasfilm and Marvel are not hiring the right people to figure out how to do an eight-episode show. I can't disagree with that. Because I, 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 yeah. Obviously, it was a few years ago, but like when Orange and the New Black, Orange is the New Black, when that came out, I would find myself having to stop halfway through episodes because Netflix was so good at ending each and every episode on a cliffhanger. You're like, I have to see what happens next. And guess what? I can. So then you start watching the next episode. And before you know it, it's two o'clock in the morning and you're like, I've been yeah, watching. But imagine if you had that same feeling and you can't watch it, which you know you're going to be there next week when it's on. That's what I'm saying. Disney needs to fix that. They need showrunners. Now, I'm glad Feige has recognized that for the MCU. They 100% need showrunners. Um, no, I look, they're looking at it as long stories where no, I think does do it right was whether you like the show or not, or was Mando or even the book of Boba Fett. If you treat it like a book, 
chapter, chapter, and it feels right. But that's not what they're doing here with Loki. I don't know what they're doing. I really don't know what's going on. And I really don't know what they're trying to do. Right. What, what are they trying to do right now? Tell me what the goal is right now. I don't know. Like I said, you know, last week, I thought the goal was ultimately going to be just Loki finding out, like Loki doing whatever he has to do to secure the fact that he gets to still exist, this version of Loki. But I'm not feeling that either. Exactly. Why, why is he, like, I don't get it. Why? You bring up a good point. So Sylvie obviously killed He Who Remains. And then we get all these splinters coming off the secret timeline. And obviously that's the multiverse happening. And then we see that in Doctor Strange. We see it in the Spider-Man movies, right? We even, You can even say, well, we saw it in um, across, this, across the Spider-Verse. Sorry, I forgot you hadn't seen that yet. Sorry. but I, yeah, I'm not worried. But Sony leans into that, right? Leans into that. Yes, this is connected. This is part of that multiverse. Um. So we've seen that now, but then all of a sudden they start pruning off these. Like it was pruning pretty quick, according to the graphic. Yeah. So I'm like, so So, the multiverse doesn't exist. Yeah. And then King Dynasty, like, does it go away and it's just one Kang and he takes over the universe? Right. Even at the end of uh, Quantum Mania, I mean, we see the Council of Kings, which could not exist without a multiverse. So I. The way I'm, what I'm trying to say, know when this is happening, either. By the way, that's true, and it can happen anytime because it's outside of space and time, whatever. Blah blah blah. But we know the multiverse exists because of the Counts of the Kings. So, what is going on with these prunes? We the multiverse is not going away. This show. So, what are they doing? I don't know. I mean, listen, we're not going to criticize the acting and stuff. That's great. Oh, the people are great in it. Oh, the chemistry, what the fuck is happening. Everything, yeah. everything is great. Everyone, like, okay, I, I don't remember her name, but um, basically the badass uh, woman that was part of the, you know, the TVA that was so hardcore all through for season one. I can't remember her name. The lovely mm-hmm. black actress. She's great. She was a hard ass all season one. And then she found out. That's she Renslayer? Renslayer? Not, not Renslayer. Um, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, B fifteen. Oh, was, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. B fifteen. That's she the, was, the black woman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which, to be fair, I think Renslayer is also a woman of color, but she is. But I mean, the other the one that's in this actual episode. Yeah. In in season one, she was a hard, she yes. was a hard ass, right? And then she finds out she is a variant. She was a variant in that. You know, she, she had, had a life. life, right? And then. You can see her. She cracks it. Her right, right. Everything she has believed is a lie, and her acting in that was fantastic. And even in this season, this episode, when she's looking up at the screen, and we're not even seeing the screen, they show for a sec. You know, the prunes are happening, and she's just watching. And she's like, "All those millions of lives," and we don't have to see all these millions of lives. Just the acting and the expression on her face sells it. So the acting is not the problem here. No, not at all. She's great. I love Kehu Kwan as OB. He's funny. But without, like, it's, he's entertaining and funny, but it's he's not over the top with it. You know what I mean? Maybe you'll find out tonight after this podcast if it's better. True, true, true. 
I guess, you know, obviously, you know, Loki and Morbius or Mobius. I always keep calling him Morbius. You keep calling him Morpheus. His name Morpheus. is Mobius. Sorry, Morbius. I, one of these times. Not, not more. Right. Not more. Mo. Yes. Mobius. Think of Moby, the little bald-headed white singer dude. Or just think of a Mobius strip because that's what he's named after. And I keep fucking up his name. But Mobius and Loki, their interpersonal relationship and obviously the two actors playing them are fucking great. I, Again, acting is not the problem here. But this... This episode was like, what? What are they doing? How do? Why are we going this and this and this? It was a disappointment after that. What I thought. There's only six episodes, right? So we're a third of the way through the show. Through, and I still don't know what the fuck is going on. And we may not know. I, so I just right need to end. know their. I want to know their goal, so that I can at least follow along and see if they're close to getting a goal. I don't know what they're trying to do. And that's fine. I mean, like go after Kang. Get me like I don't know what they want to do. What do they want to do? We know we're going to see a version of King all because of Quantum Mania. Yeah, but but am I am I missing something? Do, do you know what they want to do? Or am I like I'm honestly did I fall asleep and miss something? I have to admit I'm a bit confused after this episode as well. Okay, I don't know where they're going. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't know I don't know what else to review. <laughs> this is what I'm saying because I don't know what they're doing. The show's interesting. It's visually, you, you know, it's, it's there. It's just, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm very frustrated. Like I said, last week, I thought the first episode was perfect and exactly what the show needed. And then it was launching another strong season. Now, I'm not saying the season isn't strong yet. Well, but we don't know. We don't know to the end. Correct. We've got four more episodes to go. I, I grant you that. But. As this is the second episode, it seemed more of like what we've seen was wrong with Marvel, other Marvel shows. So, right. so to lead back into what you were saying earlier and what Feige said, yeah, they got to start getting showrunners so we know what, I mean, I don't necessarily need to know where this is heading right now. I mean, this might end up somewhere in season We don't six. need to know I where it's going to head, but we need to know what each character's motivation is and what they need to do. That's fair. That's fair. Because I, I don't know what they're, what are they trying to, like, I don't know their motivation to stop pruning, to make one universe, to get out of whatever they're in and find a life. Like, what the fuck are they motivated to do? I like have Sylvie, no clue. I mean, I get why she comes back because she killed he who remains so that the multiverse can exist. So people, you know, they're not killing millions of people off. I get that. And so when she finds out that uh, General Doc's, yeah. is going to start pruning again. Yeah, she wants to stop her. Okay, I, I get Sylvie's motivation there. It, she went quickly from, I'm not leaving this place to find I'm coming to help you. That happened pretty fast. But you're right. I don't get what Mobius's motivation is right now. I definitely don't get what Loki is other than, yeah, I think he, he wants to do whatever it takes to exist still. But how what's, what's the threat of him not existing right now? Exactly. Exactly. That's That's the question. So I don't know. I, it's got to get better. I, I maybe maybe our listeners can tell us what's going on, and I don't know. No, and you know, you know me. I usually after I watch an episode, you know, there's some geek stuff I check out after the episode. And again, I I, I think uh, I, I bring that up all to say is 
I think most people that saw this were like, this is a shift from just the first episode. And it's not a massive shift, but again, I thought the first episode was super strong. This one is not. Yeah, I agree. I I'm agree. hoping the third episode gives me more insight. I, I think it's a good place to end it because I, I don't really know what else to say, but maybe like you, you know, how can people tell us well, what they think? Well, real quick. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to end. I'm not trying to end it, but I mean, I still no, 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 no. I just wanted to say, so we, all we know about episode three, which we're recording this as it's airing right now. So we haven't seen yep. it yet. Exactly. But it's called 1893. So I'm thinking we finally get to meet the Kang variant with Loki and Mobius because we know where they were in the past. Are they going to see like Harrison Ford at Yellowstone? <laughs> nice. Nice. But I think this is where the scene from um, Quantum Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Right. Uh, the scene from Quantum Media. Quantum Media. saw yeah. what, what the guy's name, Mr. Timely or whatever is. Yeah, name. yeah. So I'm hoping next week I can tell you we have some ideas what's going on. That would be good. But yes, what, what did our listeners think? Where, where do you think this is going? Well, let us know. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Threads at KyberCast. Or if Facebook is more your jam, we have both a page and a group at the KyberCast. And check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash KyberCast. But if you really, truly, honestly want to help out the show, just smash that subscribe button, leave a review, tell your friends. They can find us at pretty much any podcatcher on the planet, except for, I think, Google. Is that off the planet? It's gonna. It's not going away till twenty twenty four. Oh, okay. That's in two months. Um, <laughs> Sometime in twenty twenty four. Oh, okay. Uh, or check that's, out our. Go ahead. Well, that's something our our listeners. What do you listen? Let us know. Drop us a line. Tell us what podcatcher you use because I'm gonna have to shift to one, and I don't have Apple products. Yeah, you know what I'd like to know too is like, should we put this out on YouTube? Is it just an audio, or should we figure out a way to do a, a YouTube thing? I keep wrestling with that. Like, you don't want to see, like, we have no, like, we don't have cool backgrounds. We're, we're in our own houses in really shitty spots. It's not like it looks good. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you're YouTube, not in the closet anymore, no, if YouTube is worth it, then I don't know. Maybe we should think about that, but let us know. Let us know folks. Um, or they can check out our, like I said, go to our website, uh, kybercast.com and all of our stuff is streaming there for free as usual. Um, so, I'm going to try and watch Loki tonight. Maybe I'll feel better. Uh, and we can talk about it next week. And as soon as Michael gets me uh, the writing for this episode, I'll try and edit it and get it up as quickly as possible. Then you have two episodes to listen to back to back. There you go. There you go. Cool. Anything else, Michael? I'm good. All right. For me, my goth adjacent friend and the Loki show, this is the way. I have spoken piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.